is just bad, bad. Nothing good happens. <laughs> Episode 33 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And all the dogs are all around us. Dublin is coughing in the background. As usual. Nothing we can do about it. Sorry. We don't have a studio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start recording in the goat house, but... Not sure if that would be any better, to be honest. Yeah, the, the goats wouldn't be braying or anything, but they would definitely be stepping on us and messing with us. And then you'd hear the ducks. Yeah, the, the ducks can get really loud <laughs> when they want to. Unfortunately, the dogs are not in sleepy time, so that's a, tro- a problem. Yeah, the whole schedule has been shifted because it's now getting dark earlier and light later, so the day is shorter. Yeah, and we're just going to go over We've talked about it before, but there's a few things we want to give you details on. It's so uh, hard. Yeah, it's just how the day operates as it's getting shorter. Uh, but first, we'll, we'll wrap up some family news. We've discussed that Dublin has trouble with his eye. He's old and he's blind and he's deaf. Uh, he's 17 years old, just turned in April. Kara thinks that... He walked into a cinder block. We had a couple stacked up outside, and it's about the right height. And, of course, he's blind, so he doesn't blink before he walks into something. And he's a pug, so his eyes are right out in front. So he got injured. His eye is doing okay. Uh, The doctors gave us more medicine to help with his cough. He's got a narrow airway. and makes it difficult for him to get the air back out of his lungs. He was having some bad times, but we got some more meds for him. And now he's getting into stuff again. Yeah, today he's been wanting to go out constantly. Not because he needed to go out. Because he knows he gets a carrot when he comes back in. That's the reward for everybody when they go out and do their business. They get a carrot. And ever since Dublin could still see, he was gaming the system. He'd just go out and come right back in and demand a carrot. Yeah. So So the fact that he's back up to that type of shenanigans means he's having good days. His eye does look pretty rough, but it's a healing process that's going to take a little while. There's a surgery where they can sew his eyelid shut for a while to help it heal faster. But Yeah, I worry because he was stressed enough as yeah, it is, it, and I just, and it, he can't go under anesthesia, really. Anyways. It wouldn't be anesthesia. It would be a, a local anesthetic and a mild but, sedative, but it's still, still. it's still not fun for anybody. And the dog is going to not be pleased about it. So the vet can do it, but it's not fun for anybody and it's not preferred. Uh, yeah. So we're thinking, can we just get him an eye patch and that will convince him to keep his eye closed more often. And then he can be a pirate for Halloween. Yeah. Or get him <laughs> dog goggles to wear when he's outside. Oh my gosh, yeah, I've seen those. So that might be a thing. And then he can't bump his eyes on anything. If your dog goes blind with age... We're going to find out. We're going to get some dog goggles and see if they work. Yeah. Uh, that's something good because your dog cannot blink before they walk into something. And with most dogs, it'd be nose first. But with a pug, it's entire face at the same time. Yeah, because their face is smushed. Yeah. To get to the main topic, the most painful part of fall and any end spring is when the sunset moves through your dinner time. Yeah. And you eventually... You have to finish your dinner quickly to get out there and put the animals to bed at sunset. And then when do you make the call to to do dinner afterwards? Because if you try to put the animals to bed too soon, all the birds are going to be like, no, no, it's still daylight. And they're going to give you problems. They'll refuse. And then you're out there for hours. So what's the point? Yeah, there's like, there's a pain point where you fight with the birds and argue with the birds. And by the time you get them into their house, it's almost time for the sun to go down anyway. You could have just waited a little bit and gone out. It's like you would be completed at the same time. You can either go out early and fight it until the exact same time, or you can go later and put them right to bed. It's hard, especially being the way I am. I guess it's the OCD. I don't know. But I always feel like we've got to eat dinner at a certain time. It's just the way it is. But It's because you want to have a very structured day. 
I do. And the, the day's structure is changing on a daily basis. Time is very important to me. I always need to know what time it is, even though I don't need to be anywhere specifically. It's just one of those things in my head that I just, I need to know, am I on schedule for stuff? Like, I always plan out, all right, it's going to take me two hours doing this in the bakery part of the day, and it ends up being like four hours, so I'm always way off anyway, but... The fact is, I. that's what I keep thinking about in my head. I'm like, well, I can do this in an hour. I can finish that by two. Or I need to be certain places at certain times, but not really. In reality, it's not a fact. She wants to have a very structured day. <laughs> and look, if the, if the sunset moves up two or three minutes, it's not a big deal if it's moving between like 5.30 and 5.33 a.m., right? But it's a it's a difference if it's every day creeping up on your dinner, no. because then you, then you have to change your schedule. We you were know? eating dinner at five o'clock for the last week, and that is kind of silly, I'm sure, for most people. But we had to move it. We had to move it, but now we've gotten to the point where we can't eat dinner at four thirty. I just don't have enough time to cook it and get it ready, and yeah. So we're waiting, which throws everything else off because. We still wake up super early. Granted, the bakery part has decreased, so I don't have to wake up as early every day. It's just a couple of days now, but it's still it's and a problem. And one of our dogs, regretfully, is... How do I put this? She's a morning person. <laughs> and it's starting to look like Scotland, our youngest puppy... Is also a morning person. He is an every moment person. That's true. He's like five months old. Maybe he's just always on and he hasn't settled yet, but. He like goes back and forth throughout the night and gives you kisses on the face. And it's like, dude. He why? can't just go over to the new person and cuddle in and go to sleep. He has to announce himself. He's like, like I'm here. I'm loving you now. I'm, I'm going to lay down with you now. Lick, lick, lick. And it wakes you up. And plus, Finia always wants to get up an hour early. She's the 10-year-old puggle. She wants to get up an hour before we're supposed to, consistently. Whatever the time is, she wants to get up earlier. And so she's jumping up and licking my face and harassing me. And it's like, this is... And now he's doing it. It's just a pain. (laughs) And we've also, before Dublin got his new meds, he was coughing throughout the night. And that was robbing us of sleep. And he still kind of does. Like last night, it depends on the weather too, because we had all rain yesterday, last night, and this morning. So when it rains, humid, he's worse, and I'm worse. Yeah. So we're kind of the same. With the with the new medication, he's been able to eventually settle in. The trouble is, he before that he was waking us up like all the time. Throughout yeah. the night. We weren't sleeping through the night at all. Sleeping at all. Now we're like getting awakened a few times, which is better, but stable weather would would make it even better than that. He yeah, might be able to sleep through the night. We could just have like a normal fall, like nice, cool dryness would be great. So we're, we're basically hoping, we want to get past this transitionary period where the sunset is firmly before dinner. And we can have our normal kind of schedule and we just, we basically the same dinner schedule we normally have, but we take the, putting the animals to bed and just move that up on the schedule, you know? And so we have control over when we have our dinner right now, it's kind of up in the air. It's just a chaotic time of year and we we like to have a schedule and it just disrupts everything. It drives me nuts. And that's going to happen to you if you're up North, you're going to have, no, not if you're, if you're not a farmer, if you don't have like. If you don't have animals and stuff, then you're not going to care. Like you and your dogs or whatever, right? Well, even when it was just the dogs and daylight savings happened, Dublin has an atomic clock up his butt. So, (laughs) because you got, well, now they get fed at 4.30 at night because they wake up at 4 in the morning. So, everything's pushed. They used to get fed at 5 o'clock and... If daylight savings happen, whether it be forward or backward, he would still want it at the same exact time. 
Right. Dublin doesn't care that the clocks change. No. Not you, in his world. <laughs> if, if it's like, no, the time changed, you like five o'clock is your dinner time and five o'clock moved, Dublin's like, I don't, I don't care what you're, I don't hear what you're saying. I don't care. None of that matters. All I know is this is the time when I get my food. Yeah. And, and he gets he, very angry. <laughs> yeah. And we end up having to move dinner like a half hour around the time So change. we like, we used to do 10 minute interval throughout the week to get, yeah, to know, get it normal, moved. but. And, and also he consistently, he knows exactly when he's supposed to get fed, but he consistently raises a, a ruckus 10 minutes before that. Like he wants to get fed 10 minutes earlier. He's always arguing for earlier. And he's taught Finia that too. So the two of them still, even to this day, they both are pacing and wandering for their dinner. Yeah. So. Which admittedly at Dublin's age. <laughs> is a miracle. Yeah. At, at 17. <laughs> It's very difficult to discipline an elderly dog like that because you're so... Especially if he can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, he can't hear you. Yeah, but you're so excited that he's still capable of shenanigans that you don't discipline him for anything. You're just like, oh, you tipped over the garbage can. You <laughs> <laughs> just kind of let him... And now he's going out there when he's feeling better. He's going out there looking for duck poo. And when he finds duck poo, we're like, he doesn't have a lot of hobbies left. <laughs> that's his main hobby he doesn't days. have a lot of victories left right <laughs> he pretty much sleeps he's retired retired like not the kind of retired where you still have a job and you're still moving around I mean like ret retired where you're doing nothing <laughs> and so he just sleeps and hangs out and it it's good for his brain to wander around and look for stuff you know, even if it's duck poop yeah. if we can just protect his face yeah so I'm going to look into those goggles and here's the problem. I There is a collar. We'll put this in the description. There's a collar that you can buy for a dog. It's a, a, an attachment to a collar. And it's just basically a, a wire ring that, that goes around the dog's head. And it's not in the dog's way. It's, it's a few inches forward of the dog's face. And as, they, as he walks around, this wire is ahead of him. And if he bumps into something, it flexes a little bit and he can feel it on the collar and he stops because he knows he bumped into something. And it's really handy for dogs that have lost their eyesight. It helps them get through the room safely. But when I suggested it, Kara just pointed at Aberdeen and Scotland, their puppies. It's like they will grab that and body slam him. I'm like, oh, God. They I will. can just visualize them grabbing it and like trying to wrangle him to the ground because they, they want it <laughs> they don't understand that he's old no. so they'll jump over near him to play with him and he's just like what the hell's happening why is everybody around me over. It's just... because everybody loves dublin it, it's every time we get it every dog we've had has just they've all fallen in love with dublin i mean he's the most adorable it's so. it's weird but the puppies too <laughs> the puppies love him too but he does not love anybody. So. Right, he's done. He's like, he doesn't have time for it. Well, even before, like even when he was younger, he most definitely did not love anybody because he wanted to be the only dog. He had told me yeah. many a times. He was, what, eight? No, he's 17 now and Finney's 10. So he was seven when Finney seven. was. Yeah. And he would actually, we had a coffee table. That little coffee table that we would eat dinner on in front of our couch. We still have it. It's in the farm shop. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Dublin would basically get underneath that because Finia would run laps around it. And he would just get inside that and just like shelter while she ran her zoomies in the apartment. So it, it's it's weird. To, and she fell in love with him. He didn't want anything to do with her. Yeah, she, would, she was waiting for him to kiss her and he wouldn't do it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Dog history aside, we're drifting away from the subject again. When I have a day off of work, like on the weekend, there's a lot of things that you have to do on the farm. Like you have to go to the transfer station, which is where you take recycling and stuff in a small town. I don't know what they call it in your town, but it's not the dump. It's it's. Um, Although it's part of the dump. It's associated with the dump, it, but it, but it's a transfer station. You. If you take something to them, they're going to put it in a big metal container and it's going to get hauled off somewhere else. It, it's not the actual landfill or anything like that. 
It was like when we used to live in the cities, though. We had containers, and they did just pick it up on the... You put it out like your garbage, and they'd pick it up like bottles, cans, cardboard, stuff like that. Right, in front of your house. In rural areas, they have a... They don't do that. They don't do that. They have a central (laughs) location that everybody takes their stuff to. So I I take all the boxes, because we ship a lot now. This is the post-COVID world, so we ship a whole bunch of stuff. There's all kinds of cardboard. So I fill the car up with cardboard, take it down the road to the transfer station, put it in one of the, 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 the appropriate bin, put our plastics in the appropriate bins, all that stuff. That tends to happen on Saturday. We, we also have cans and bottles that we take to a redemption center, and that has to happen on Saturday. So it's alternating Saturdays. If there's shenanigans, I don't get to go to either place. It stacks up. We can kind of get behind if you're not careful. And there's also, like I used to have deliveries on Saturday. That's not anymore because things have slowed down. But I would end up delivering things that would take a chunk of my morning, the drive time. Yeah. Uh, if there's any errands, if I have to go to Home Depot, if I have to, all that stuff kind of eats up. So Saturday gets chewed up, right? In the summer, you can do all that in broad daylight. You're, the animals will make you get up in the morning. And there's just hours and hours and hours. And you go out and take care of it, you come back, and you still have time to do a good bit of work. At this point in the year, if the first chunk of the day is taken up by running errands all over town, by the time I get back, we're not too far away from when we would put the animals to bed. Yeah. And certainly don't have enough time to start a big project. So, you know, today I happen to be on vacation for a week, which all of my vacations are staycations. They're all farm vacations. I'm lucky enough to have a corporate remote job writing code for a living. So I have vacation time and I, I, I was about to max out. So I started using it up. And every time I take a vacation, I just go around the farm doing work and catching up on things. Yeah. And if you don't have that luxury, I mean, you got to figure out how to get it done. Uh, if you're working a, we've talked about this too. P- people have day jobs where they have to go to the job and they're gone where they drive there an hour, drive back an hour. So it's 10 hour day minimum. Yeah, I don't even know. Where you're just not at the farm, right? I mean, I get 10, 12 hour days in the kitchen, so I can't be out there. But at least I can take a peek at them. And if there was a problem, she could run out there. Yeah. You know, and if there was something going on, she'll sometimes text me um, from another part of the farm and I'll come out there, you know, so we can respond. Yeah. But at this time of year it's it's getting it's getting constricted. The day is it's we're definitely feeling the constriction of the day. And the animals don't like it either because I mean it's more time in their houses, which their houses aren't terrible, but they'd rather be playing outside, especially the birds. And the duck house can get stuffy. There's trouble with the ducks that they because we have to feed them at night. We can't feed them during the day because the goats would eat their food. So we, and they have to have water or they'll, they have to have water when they eat. So the ducks have water and food in their house all night and they end up with a very humid environment. In the winter, it's not a problem, but, and and then really in the summer, it's not much of a problem because they just don't spend as much time in their house. But right now they're at a point where they spend more time in their house and it's, still warm enough to be very humid in there. Yeah. So I worry about having as many ducks as we do and, and the space. So we've made sure that we ventilate it a lot. If you have animals, you got to think about the amount of time they're going to spend in there and what the air quality is going to be. The more you have, the more oxygen they're taking. And there's a capacity. It's like the fire marshal, like no more than these, this many people in the, in the establishment. Although we have the right amount of ducks for the square footage, it's not like they're all compacted in there. So yeah, they they have enough room. It's just it's just the humidity because we have to feed them at night, so it can get stuffy. They're like they're as soon as they hear me walking around in the morning, even if it's dark, they quack 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 quack. Well, they quack all night. <laughs> Another thing is, I go around and I fill. Nowadays, I, I go out in the dark in the morning and I fill a lot of their tubs and do the prep work in the dark. 
And I'll even go into the duck house and collect a lot of their bowls and things in the dark. And which freaks them out because I'm walking around with a headlamp outside and they're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> freaks me out too. I see this thing walking around. I'm in the kitchen doing stuff. I'm like, what? what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's aliens in the backyard. <laughs> but I, I, I try to do as much as I can before sunrise because we are approaching a time when I'm going to be driving somewhere delivering her wholesale orders yeah, before right, anybody can be let out. Right now, it doesn't get light enough to let anyone out until like 6.30, quarter to 7. Sunrise this morning wasn't until like 6.30, 6.45, yeah. Yeah, 6.44 is the official time. And it was cloudy, so it was even a little later than that because, you know... The clouds hide the sun, but you don't want to let your birds out before too early because that's predators are still out. They lurk. They lurk. And they, I mean, they're out during the day too. Like you can tell when there's a predator around because the birds will do a, all of them will stop, do a side eye. And then I see a big bird flying around. I'm like, go away yeah. bird. So, I mean, there's always predators, but mostly dusk and dawn are when the the prime hunting hours are. Yeah, because things will come out of their burrows or whatever, and yeah. the hunter can get them just as they come out. So you, you definitely want to wait until you have enough light. The only time I've played around with that at all is in the front where the area is kind of smaller. And, and I'm always like, oh, you should have waited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but at least I can keep an eye on it. It's still getting light <laughs> enough that I, I don't need the headlamp. And, and we're, we're talking like five minutes away from <laughs> official sunrise where, where the light is, is every minute the light is, is gaining. And it comes up in the front. Our house is facing... Facing the east. East. That Roughly east. east. Sunday, yeah, Sunday. depending upon the time of year, it, it does come up in the front of the house and sets in the back of the house. Yeah. But how high the sun is in the sky depends upon the time of year. Right. So it depends. But we're facing roughly east. So all the sun, sun rises are in the front of the house and the sun sets are in the back of the house. So if we, if we decide to sit on the back steps and have a drink and sit with the goats, the sun's in our face in the afternoon. Yeah, and so, it would be a beautiful sunset if we didn't have all these random trees in the way. Well, it's the forest, so... <laughs> I mean, we love trees, do? but there are some trees that are not necessary. Yeah, we're, we're going to clear some of those out, but we need something to protect us from the wind, so we want to keep some of them. We also should talk about, like, if you run errands in town, <laughs> right? Like, like I talked about, if I drive around, I do deliveries eats up a chunk of the day, right? Well, Kara doesn't like to leave the house anymore. She wants to stay in her farm, and her idea of leaving the house is going and hanging out with her goats. So every once in a while, I, if we have some time, I try to kind of make a thing out of taking her somewhere. Like she likes to go to antique stores and try to get things like dressers or whatever. She likes to Go to Home Goods, and there's a few other places. We need dressers. There's once in a while on a blue moon, I'm like, all right, I should probably go out. I feel like I need yeah. to go look for some stuff. And then as soon as I'm out there, I'm like, why did I leave? <laughs> right. This, this is, is ridiculous. This is Maine. This is not Rhode Island. I mean, this <laughs> is kind of, she's getting the anxiety that she used to have in Rhode Island is totally justified because there's too many people in too small a space. But these people, it's just... It is... I, yeah. I'm not going to say you're all stupid. <laughs> but it's just... Everyone wants to hit me with a cart, regardless. Yeah. It's it's a combination of things. We should, And then things just create havoc where we don't like yesterday we went out oh let's get there let's let's okay. work our way up let's work our way up first of all kara is invisible we've known this for years yeah. this is when we lived in big cities and stuff 
she's short. Even when I was in high school and middle school, yeah, no one noticed me. She's short, petite, uh, and she doesn't. She's not a big, imposing figure. People walk directly into her and then realize, oh, I didn't see you there. It, it happens a lot. And when we started dating and we started going places, they would. I'm I'm a grown man. I'm like. I'm not a big dude. I'm like average size, height, stuff. I'm not, you know, short or tall or anything. But people do give me a little bit of space and I'll give them space and we kind of recognize each other. Especially if you're in a place like Boston where everybody's moving past each other. We just It's just, you, you manage it. But people don't even acknowledge her existence. They don't even see that she's there. There's times where we're walking through a store and I'm, I'm constantly scanning for if I was a terrible human being and I wanted to knock Kara down because I'm a jerk, which direction would I come from? And I'll stand on that direction. And there's actually been people walking directly towards her. And I'll stay, I'll step in the way between her and them, and then they'll change course. It it's, gets nuts. And it's been years where this phenomenon has been going on. And so we come to Maine, and there's a lot fewer people. And yet. But there's a paradox there. Because there's fewer stores, so all the people go to the same stores. So you're going to a store with people from all over the place, from all over the area, and nobody is accustomed to being in a crowd. So nobody knows how to walk through a crowd. or It doesn't matter that we know how to walk through a crowd. Places like New York and Boston work because everybody knows how to walk through a crowd. It's a group effort. Here, they just kind of... I honestly don't know how they don't crash into each other all the time. Uh, yeah. And... So we, we had to get Kara. Kara came to me as if she was admitting some mortal sin. And she asked, you know, how much time she had left on her phone before it was paid off. And I said, well, I'll check for you. Because. Uh, and why are we, why are we checking? What, what's going on? I had uh, one of those Apple, like I hate iPhones. I'm going to be honest, but. He's obsessed with that iPhone app. All of our stuff is on the same system. And it's I easier. had Android before, and it was crappy too. So it's a no-win situation for me. But she hates everything. I do. I I'd probably be better off with one of those flip phones. But I run businesses, so I kind of have to have the internet at my fingertips. And you like to take pictures. And pictures. So yeah. And I don't, I can't carry around one of those fancy cameras because we have goats that destroy all the things oh i can't imagine you with a box of oh fancy pants lenses and stuff trying to like kneel down and then a goat jumps my face I'm like no it, it wouldn't work or like, runs past you because for some reason they're all running over there now yeah. so anyway i she, had this apple it was like the 14 the mini, mini thing. No, I think it was 13. 13, Apple 13 random. mini. Yeah. yeah it, it was a mini phone. Yeah. I wanted small because I needed it to fit yeah. my pockets. And because every designer, not that I wear designer clothes, I wear sweats and whatever, but the pockets aren't big enough. So I needed something that would fit my pocket and not fall out. So I went with a mini, but now I am old and blind and I cannot see the mini. She, Kara has two different pairs of prescription glasses. Yes. One I, is for walking around <laughs> and the other is for reading. And my walking around glasses, I just got them this year and I already can't see a lot. And then my reading glasses, I forget where I leave them. and Because it's a lot to keep up with. It we, is. We tried those, they're called progressive lenses. They're kind of like bifocals. But they gradually change as you go down the lens. So, so basically, it's you don't have the. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked, seen bifocals, but there's a part of the lower part of the lens that's very much different there's from the like rest of line. it. There's a line. There's a line, and progressive lenses don't have that line. They just change as you go down. But you end up having to look straight ahead for normal, and you look down to read, and you train yourself to do that. that. <laughs> People who don't work on farms. It's like, yeah, but I'm also doing the bakery stuff. So I'd be pouring something. I mean, I still do it because my vision, folks, is it's terrible. It's but so Kara bad. looks down while she's working all the time. And she would go into reading glasses mode because she's looking through that part of the lens. But 
You would think I'd be able to see clearer, but I, I couldn't. I no, missed. Because she would have to she would have to change all of her habits to move her entire head down so she could look straight at the measuring cup, you know, through the top part of the lens. And it got so bad because like people say, Oh, you'll get used to them. It got so bad. We're, we're trying to put the goats to bed and we, we have four bowls of Cheerios. Like we, we throw a little bit of Cheerios in the bottom of a plastic bowl. We got four of them. I hand one to her and I put the other three out and that's how we give the treats to the goats in the evening and get them all to go into their house. It got so bad. I tried to hand her the the one that I hand her every night and she reached out in the general vicinity of it and almost knocked it out of, I think she almost knocked it out of my hand, but she didn't quite grab it and it fell on the floor. A couple times happened. Yeah, a couple times because she, didn't, she didn't, didn't know where it was. So we got her two pair of glasses. Yeah. And she never takes the reading glasses anywhere. She just uses the walking around glasses for everything. Yeah. And she's got a tiny, tiny phone. Well, when I'm sitting Dublin. trying to do paperwork. Sorry, folks. Dublin has walked right up behind the computer. <laughs> and he's coughing right behind the computer. I'm so sorry. But So anyway, she's... When I try to sit and do paperwork stuff, I have them with me and I use them. The problem is... If something happens on the TV, granted I watch the same shows that I watch all the time so I'm not as distracted, or if, or if he comes downstairs and starts talking to me and I look up, I cannot see anything if I had my reading glasses on. Like, two feet from my face is, is a blur, so it's frustrating. She can basically see what the glasses are designed for her to see. And nothing else. So with the reading glasses, she could see stuff right in front of her for reading, but nothing else. And the walking around glasses, she could see mid-range, but not up close very well, and not far away very well. So it's just what the glasses are made for. So it, it kind of worries me that I may lose my vision sooner than later. And the, I mean, how do you cope with that? I don't. Even I think know. you're just going to end up with a with like super thick, crazy lenses. It might be. Like, technically, legally blind or something. I don't well, know. I don't, don't know how You don't drive blind, anyway. If we can just get you... I don't drive, but I have to read measurements. So That's true. I had brought up to him if they make measuring cups with Braille on them. Maybe I should start learning Braille or something like that. I mean, is there such a thing? If not, Probably. it should be. And if there isn't, I got to copyright it. So don't steal my ideas, people. I can't imagine. <laughs> help me... Incorporate these ideas because I'm sure there are blind people who bake. I don't know. Just there's gotta be. There's or they probably have like different things on the ends to, so they can tell which is a yeah. one cup, half cup. They get um, they get their friends to uh, fold their money for them, and their money's folded in different ways so that yeah. the different bills are different shapes. So they do the that. With there's a lot of tricks. Gluten free baking, though, a lot of it you have to use a digital scale so i wonder if there's like a one that talks to you we're getting ahead of ourselves she's not Sorry. blind i'm not blind she's yet she's just worried about her glasses i'm worried i'm thinking about the future these are the things that go through my head <laughs> we're we're taking this way too far but she comes to me like she's admitting some horrible thing like i it's like why why do you want to get your phone upgrade is that your phone okay yeah my phone's fine but it's 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 too small i need a bigger phone it's like okay okay I checked it out, and she had like 30 bucks left on her phone. So we're totally ready for upgrade. And the great thing about iPhones is they last, and you don't necessarily have to get the newest iPhone. The, the old iPhone is plenty good. You know, people get excited, and they have to have the most recent, whatever. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't yeah. care about that. So, so basically, we had to go... The next day, we were going to go. This is Friday. So, Saturday, we we're going to go to the Spectrum store and just get the phone. She's like, Well, why can't we just do it on the internet? It's like, Because you need to hold the phone in your hand. We have to be in the store. You have to pick up the phone, hold it in your hand, and make a decision. So, we have to go. So, we left and we decided to go. First, she, she had me take her to the antique store. So, we got that done. The Hollowell Antique. There's a dresser I've been thinking about for. The last time we went, that was like a month ago. But of course it wasn't there. But right, it was gone. I but did find some goodies. Two so. other 
things. That yeah. She had two other dresser things that she yeah. found. So that was cool, and she wanted to go there first because yeah. we had Home Depot on the list, and you know she didn't want to fill the place up and not have room for furniture. Yeah. So we went to Hollowell first, Antique first, got that squared away. So far, the day is pretty good. We're having a good time. So it's very important when she does leave the farm that it's a positive experience. I I enjoy taking her places, and I don't want her to be a complete shut-in. So I'm trying to like show her a good time. I'm like, why don't we go to this place? Why don't we go to that place? Yeah. So we finally get the spectrum, and we sign in. And everything's cool until it's time to actually get the phone. And we were going to keep her phone. We only had 30 bucks left on it. So I didn't even back it up. I didn't even sync it to the computer. I didn't, it, it had all of its recent stuff on it. Then we found out that it, it's a $200 trade in and there's a promotion, which is another $100. So we, we can save $300 by giving the phone back. Obviously, that was the best choice. Yeah. And I was going to find a use for it around the house. So, yeah. but, so we're turning it in, and I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. So that means we got to transfer all the data to the new phone right there in the store. Problem is, I... we happened to choose to do this when Apple let out a brand new operating system. Like, for, for operating system numbers, very briefly... If you have a if you have an update of like sixteen point five point four to sixteen point five point five, right? It's it's like something dot something dot something that changed. Not a big change. If it's sixteen point four to sixteen point five, that's a bigger change, right? Because the smaller the number difference, the smaller the change. If they go from 16 to 17, that's a big change. Mm -hmm. And they went from 16 to 17. So it means that the the phone out of the box that Kara had, that that Kara decided on, had to be upgraded to 17. And that had to happen before Kara's phone could be synced. Because we had to transfer all the stuff from her phone to the new phone. Pictures, everything. And, And Apple lets you do that, which is cool. But first, it's got to be updated, and the update took forever and a day. Oh my god! We it stayed took there longer than a day. We stayed there for so long that Kara actually left Spectrum, went to the store, and came went to like one of the nearby stores in the strip mall, and came back and said, "Are we done yet?" And we were not done. And eventually, it's like two o'clock, and it's getting to the point where, like, look, we're gonna have to put the animals to bed soon. We were supposed to be home by noon because we had things to do. Yeah, we had plans for the whole day, right? I had an event, which I knew no one would show up for because it was raining. But, I mean, come on. There were plans. And And there was nothing that people at Spectrum could do. They were very helpful. They were very cool. It was a bad circumstance. But, well, it's just, (laughs) it would have happened if it was Android. If it was a major update, it would have happened. So it's not just because it's I'm Apple. not saying Android's yeah. better. It's just frustrating. She hates everything. I do. So basically at some point we're like, the employees there were like, look, we like babysitting the phones. We can babysit the phone for you. It's like, all right. So <laughs> we decided to just go and run some errands and then go home. And they were going to watch it for us at the store trying to get transferred. So and, because you get a new phone that's a different size, you got to get all new... You gotta get a Phone case. Gear. You need yeah. cases and those. The screen protector. Screen protector. Normally we swear I, by the screen protectors. Normally, I get them through Amazon. They're cheaper. You get like a three pack. It's ideal, but Amazon takes forever to ship nowadays. So uh, I needed something ASAP because it's such a big phone. I do not trust myself. And being out on the farm, it needs some sort of protection, so I need something. Bear in mind that her screen protector is usually perfectly fine, like a year later, whereas I go through screen protectors like paper cups. <laughs> well, I want to say a year later. The one we traded in, there was like, uh, there was a line on it. There was a crack. A hairline crack? Okay. But not on the phone, but on the protector. And it, 
And I had kept saying, well, if it gets another crack, then I'll change it. But I never got the other crack, even though I dropped it. But whatever. So It's basically a tempered glass little shield that you stick to the front of your phone. My phone mostly gets duck poo or goat poo on it. So. Right. I'm the doofus <laughs> that drops his phone all the time. It's, yeah. it's me. I'm the one that drops it. So I, I mean, I drop it too, but I don't like... But catastrophically you, drop you it. generally take care of your things better than I do. That is true. So it's less concerning with Kara than it is with me, but we're also going to a big old phone that no longer fits in her pockets. Yeah, so, so now i got to carry it everywhere. Or right, get a fanny right. pack. He mentioned his I family. did. I suggested she get a fanny pack. Actually, I mean, what else are you going to do? I don't but know. There's, there's more wackitude <laughs> here. There's more craziness. So the, the way it worked out with the phone at Spectrum... They fought with that thing until seven o'clock. It, 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 I got a call in the evening where they had finally got it updated and they were doing the transfer. I was like, "Thank you so much," uh, but they basically had to start over and they had one more update for the sixteen before they could go to seventeen. So they did it in order and it worked. But the the transfer happened after that so if we waited we would have been there till seven o'clock no way and they close at eight and sunset is like six six right six ten now i believe i'm gonna find out hang on a second yeah (laughs) today is different than yesterday 606 now (laughs) so yeah just after 6 p.m is when sunset happens so we gotta get all this stuff done so we're like we're just gonna run we're gonna go um we're going to run some errands. If it works out, call me. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. And so Kara wanted to get her stuff right now. And right near the Home Depot and everything is a Walmart. Which I hate going into Walmart, especially on a Saturday afternoon. Wait, yesterday was? Yesterday, yesterday was Saturday. Yeah, yesterday was Saturday. But that was Walmart the cheapest is always, place. Walmart is always bad. Best Buy, their cases are too expensive. Their screen protector is too expensive. And the actual store, Spectrum store, not a good selection and too expensive. So what's your choice? They only have the fancy ones. Yeah. So Walmart is the affordable choice. So to give you an idea about Walmart, I'm sure you've been to one, but if you haven't, don't. <laughs> they're they're bad everywhere. The only time I've ever enjoyed being in a Walmart is I was living in South Carolina and working second shift. So I worked from like like I don't know three or four in the afternoon to and I got out of there at like midnight. And I would show up at the Walmart, the twenty four hour Walmart at one a.m. And that was the only time I enjoyed being in there because it's basically where everybody in the neighborhood goes. And it's packed with people. It's chaotic. And we've talked. Aisles are too thin. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a super Walmart where the aisles are really big, it's fine, right? If you've got a normal sized cart and large aisles, you're fine. People can walk right past each other. It's cool. But capitalism, baby, they have to have more stuff and less space. So the aisles have gotten smaller over the years where it's difficult for two people to pass each other with carts going opposite directions. Especially if people can't drive their carts. Yeah, and and if you stop for a second to look at something, there's always somebody right behind you, trying to get past you, and or or they want the same thing that you want. It's just not possible to be left alone for two seconds. You can't stop and read a label. You know, so it it becomes very difficult to navigate the place. And of course, like I said, we're dealing with Mainers. They don't know how to walk through a crowd. Combine all that with the fact that Kara's invisible, and we end up with literally three different carts converging on the same point. Like they were all trying to crash into her. If she wasn't there, they would have crashed into each other. They were all like, "Well, that wouldn't have even happened though, because it would have been like." I well, if you know, hadn't been there, if I hadn't it's, been there, it's it wouldn't just, even be a it's thing. Like all of you. <laughs> All of you know that this space cannot hold more than one person at a time. How are you all trying to get here at the same... They just don't understand. I'm like a magnet for bad things. Yeah, so I'm constantly walking around her. We're we're walking through the Walmart, and she's walking right behind me. I'm like, stay behind me. Because people will actually step aside for me. Or I will step aside for them. but, But they will see me. They won't walk directly into me. 
and then act like they couldn't see me, right? So I can make eye contact, we can go around each other, all that stuff. But when she's there, they, they do not acknowledge her until they bump into her. And, and even then, they don't. And everybody's and bigger than And then I'm like, her. hi, excuse you. Yeah. Like, and, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah. Right. And then, of course, you get to the point where you want to swear at somebody, but it's it's different person every time. So <laughs> so basically, I'm walking through and I'm, I'm, I'm using my big city walk and that kind of parts the crowd. And, and, and I'll also, um, it, it doesn't, that, that's a wrong phrase. It doesn't part the crowd as in people want to get out of my way. It's, it's more like I'm choosing the open spots because I know where people are going to go. I can see the crowd in front of me and I know how it's working out. And I know this is the opening. I'm going to go to the right. I'm going to go to the left. And she stays right behind me. You can pretty much assume that other people are not paying attention to this. If you're in New York or Boston... Everybody is doing this. Well, Everybody is, is, well, most people, except for tourists. They're, well, yeah, but I am a New Yorker, and I have dodged crowds before. It is different up here because you dodge people, and they think you're dancing with them. I'm like, <laughs> no, dude. Because, again, no. if you're in New York, everybody else also has the skill. Yeah. So they avoid you, too. So when you're both doing it, it works. Up right. here, it becomes an awkward five-minute interaction, and it's just like, get out of my face. It's like, you actually get to the point where you want to grab somebody by the shoulders and go, hey, look at me. Look at my eyes. You're going to go this way, and then you physically move them. You don't say right or left. They will not understand. Move them. Behind. I've you said stay behind, there. Behind I'm, I'm going to go around you. And, and so, yeah, it makes you want to grab people. It gets frustrating. But it, it it's not that big a deal in a lot of places. But Walmart is special. Walmart is it is special, and it's freaking me out because I'm starting to get the same anxiety that she gets, and it's like, am I becoming a shut-in? But it's pissing me off to be in Walmart. Well, we don't go there very often. I do order from them online, but I just because it's affordable and other things are not basically. And when you don't have a lot of money, what are you gonna do? So, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I've I've known people because I used to get all my groceries at Walmart all the time. Yeah, and, I did too. And I would hear I would have friends that would say, "Well, I don't shop at Walmart," and they had more money than me, and that's why they didn't shop. They, they had the luxury of saying, "I'm not going to shop at Walmart." Well, <laughs> you then you're special. Even yeah. Target is more expensive. I mean, we do online Target too, but some of their stuff is just unreasonable. And half the time, it doesn't even get here because they don't know how to package it or FedEx ruins it and it has to be reshipped. I'm like, well, you would have saved so much money. It's just a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, they... So, they ugh, it's frustrating. So we basically leave Spectrum being frustrated <laughs> because the day is burnt out. We're not going to accomplish anything today. And... We want to get a few things from Walmart, but see, we had our, our brilliant plan involved drop in at the Hannaford on the way home. Yeah, we're going to do the grocery shopping so I wouldn't have to do the online and get the... Lately, I've been doing... Well, not lately. It's been a long time. I've been doing the delivery because it, we just don't have time and it's easier. And I most of the time, I do not want to go in the grocery store. But yesterday I was feeling spontaneous and energetic, and I thought well, we maybe were gonna go. Maybe there's stuff I'm missing because it's not on their online thing. And again, so, I wanted this to be a positive experience, yeah. so she would do it again. Nope, not leaving the house again for a long time. So we, <laughs> because we couldn't, the time was gone, and we couldn't go to the Hannaford. We're in the the Walmart, and I'm like, we'll go to the electronics. We'll get the screen protector in the case. We'll get the hell out of here. And she's like, wait, I need to look for maple syrup. Like, what? <laughs> well, now we can't go to the grocery store. So now there's several, not the whole thing, but there's a few key items that she must have today. Yeah, I needed them for this morning. Not that it mattered because no one showed up at the farm shop, people. But, she, but right. she had to have them for today. So we wound up doing a lot more in the Walmart than I wanted. And it was just an explosion of shenanigans and, and frustration. But this is what 
always happens when we leave the house. So it's like, <laughs> why should I leave the house? Never leave the house. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that bad. You know, we're, we're, we're railing about Maine right now, but, but... It doesn't matter if it's in Maine. It happened anywhere yeah. we went. Walmart it is always bad. Always took longer than it should have. When, when we're in the Hannaford, it's even when it's crowded and annoying, it's not that bad. Walmart is very special. Even even in South Carolina, I, I thought Walmart was a hassle. Well, anywhere. Um, but nowadays, yeah, I feel like the aisles have gotten... But in New England, the aisles are definitely thinner. Oh, especially in Vermont. There's only one Walmart, I think. Yeah. At uh, least when we, we were living Way there. out past South Burlington. Williston. Williston. Yeah, and the box stores. It was the worst. Walmart oh, the aisles ever. were tiny. Oh my That was gosh. a big culture shock for me coming from South Carolina when I was at a super Walmart with the big aisles, and these aisles were the carts were smaller, and the aisle was barely wide enough for two yeah. people to pass. So if anybody stops and looks at something, they're blocking the aisle. That is the worst Walmart, and then they had the worst Target. I mean, Vermont's against all big box stores, and I get it, but. You also have people who can't afford to shop luxury items. So yeah. you need these stores where people can actually get stuff they need. And that's the, the trouble because Vermont, everything in Vermont looks like a postcard. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's a gorgeous state. And they've maintained that by fighting the box stores. But it's like there's got to be some kind of balance But the, the if you want to grow. The rent and the just... People can't afford to buy a house there. Now. Yeah. But just the rent is extraordinary. It was so hard. Even when we lived there, which was, I don't even like know. Like 2009, how. 2010. Yeah, it was so long ago. We had like, it was basically a studio. They called it a one bedroom. But it was just not even, I don't even know how many square feet. It, was it wasn't Probably much. 700 square feet. Basically, Even. the only way two people can live there is if you're a couple and you like to spend all your time together. And it was close, how much, it was like a thousand, almost. It was 900 and something. Yeah, it was a lot. Because I, I had, when I first got to Burlington, I had a little tiny shoebox apartment, like super tiny. And uh, your rent went up and you couldn't pay it and you were really freaking out. And I luckily was able I, I, I had to replace myself on my lease because I moved in with her. And luckily, there was all these parents that wanted to... No, I, it wasn't my rent went up. I My job was ending. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, this was noodles. Noodles. Okay. Talk about that another time. I think we've gone into it a little <laughs> bit. But but yeah, her job was ending. She didn't know how to pay rent. Yeah. So I moved in with her while she, to help get her through the transition. And when I put my apartment up, because I had to replace myself to get out of the lease, my phone blew up because everybody, a lot of parents wanted to get their student daughter in yeah, the apartment. because if you're in downtown Burlington, you have all of the colleges. There is University of Vermont. There's the Champlain College. There's yeah. St. Mike's. Could, I mean, all of them. Are you right could there. drive to every college, but you could walk to every bar from my apartment. <laughs> And in the summer, you can bicycle to all of them. So, yeah, very key place for a student to be. So it was easy for me to replace myself. And I just moved in with her, and we were able to pay the rent together. And she got another job, and there's adventures to talk about oh some my other gosh, time. Oh, have been through so much. <laughs> but the, the, the main thing here is, is as the days get shorter, there's this impending doom of we're going to have to function a lot in the dark. And... Yeah. It gets depressing. It gets cold. It gets dark. No one's happy. The animals are miserable. And they basically, at the end of the day, midwinter, they're going to bed at 4 o'clock. And although there's a sense of relief. I know Casla. (laughs) Casla knows. There's a, a kind of sense of relief that you know they are safe and sound and they're houses and you can just kind of relax inside your own house and still kind of watch them because we have cameras so we can watch them but at the same time then you feel bad because they can't 
go out and play like they right. used to in the summer. So it's a double-edged sword. Is summer better? Up, is winter better? I don't know. But. You end up with time in the morning if you want to get on the treadmill, if you want to get on the exercise bike, whatever. If you want to read a book in the morning before you let the animals out, you can. You have you don't have this big rush to get out there. You know, whereas in the summer, you wake up, you get out there because it's already sunrise. It's already coming up. Uh, but but then after, in the summer, after you let them out, you have all this time where you could do farm work before you go to your regular job, right? If you're like me, you could do work before you log in. Uh, in the winter, you get a little more personal time before you let them out. Downside of that, when winter is at its height, I will do as much as I can in the dark, but we can't actually let them out until I have left the house to go deliver. Which means I have to stop what I'm doing in the kitchen. If I still need to clean up, it's got to stop because i got to go take care of the animals first. So it's not fun. The animals always come first, but the business has, is, I don't know. Well, we are a two-income household. and You kind of have to be these days. But the problem is my business relies on people. And, um, during the winter, people kind of hibernate, and it gets hard. As winter, the bills are actually higher in winter because oil... And I still have an overhead cost, even though I'm a licensed home bakery. There's overhead costs. There's electricity. There's yeah. Uh, propane. We had to get, we had to get the professional oven. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people quite understand that aspect. Multiple refrigerators, so the electricity bill is higher. Yeah, and then running the farm shop. Now we're expanding and doing more things in there. And, we need an air conditioner for the summer. We need, we'll need a heater for the winter so people don't freeze their little buns off. And it's just like, I don't think it quite. And it's going to be. I don't know. What the and because we, we we're still experimenting and changing the business model a little bit, she's at the point where she's making things for the farm shop every day, and in the summer it pays off. People come in. But the trouble is you have to provide it every day so that people learn to rely upon it. But then I waste so right. much product and time. It, it's kind of devastating. It's kind of like going to a farmer's market, like an unfamiliar farmer's market. Your first season, you don't know anything about it. Nobody knows you and you don't sell. So you make a bunch of stuff. You go out there, you set up, you don't sell all your food wastes. And we've been through that. Right, yeah. but it's it's yes. kind of rougher in a way. It's a little more emotionally damaging to have that happen at the farm shop, but you got to go through it. It's a stage you got to yeah. go through. And it's like I hate throwing food out, but gluten free doesn't last forever. We don't use preservatives, yeah. and it just some of the stuff it just doesn't keep as well as. So, like, I freeze some stuff, which is great, and I've been trying to use that as the sandwiches. And but the thing is, we don't know. But everything is still new enough that we don't have a solid grip on what the year is going to be like. And I keep Kara changing was, everything, Right. Too, there's that, too. So. You keep changing. And I need new signage, I guess. Maybe that'll help. I don't but know. You were talking to me. You'd mentioned to me months ago that you were concerned that you would have to hit the summer as hard as you could because winter might be sparse. Well, yeah, with the wholesale, I knew they would go down in numbers because winter is just, for restaurants, winter is the hardest months. Even if you're year-round, for some reason, people just don't go out as much. I mean, you don't have the tourists. Maine is a very touristy state. So you have to rely on that revenue. And then uh, Mainers kind of hibernate. So they And then they tend to forget about you or they'll order like once a year. Like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, there's you a exist. reason. I'm like, there's what? a reason why she said hibernate twice. <laughs> it, it's because it's real. People it's shut true. down. <laughs> they do the bare necessities for the winter and they all blossom in the spring. So it means that we're going to. Be one of those businesses that runs hard as we can in the warm months. In the winter, we, we kind of 
keep it going, but we go slower. Well, right? the problem is, is like all the money I made during summer is kind of gone. We had emergencies. So many emergencies, so many bills. And now that we are doing the nonprofit, it's just... I gotta figure out how to deal with that. That's a whole other, other yeah. episode, to be honest. It's but just the paperwork just, of oh it. Oh my gosh, it was crazy, and now but I the, don't even know. The reason we bring all of this up is because we're transitioning into winter, and we don't know exactly what that's going to look like this year with the business set up different, and so we're we're hypersensitive about it, and and I keep trying to do new things to get more people here and. And with the weather changing, I mean, we're not sure what the winter's going to be like this year. Yeah, we don't even know. So, you know, wherever you live, if you try to do this, you're going to have your routines in the different months. And, you know, if, your job, if you're working a regular job that's really stable and you're not running your own business and things aren't changing on you, you probably get some routines. And, and I highly just getting a regular job. And if suggest. I could, I would highly suggest. Yeah, what is it? Jest. Yeah. Whatever. I highly joke about getting a... <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's I know I mean. what you mean. We're tired. So... <laughs> I highly suggest you get a regular job to pay your bills because being a small business owner, the income is unreliable. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a special breed. We'll talk about that in another episode, too. It's yeah. a special breed of person that runs their own business. I should... I mean, we keep saying we're going to interview people. i got to be honest. I'm scared to ask people, but I will step out of my comfort zone. and. I'll ask Mike. I'll text keep, him tomorrow. I I'll, promise. I'll ask some people this week. That'll be my goal. That'll be my outside-the-box, outside-my-comfort-zone goal for the week. All right. Well, the dogs are very much awake <laughs> and doing all sorts of shenanigans. And they have an hour for their until they're A whole hour. We should sum up. Yes. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. The transition is a pain in the tuchus. <laughs> and, uh... It totally sucks. Yeah. So, until then, have and a good... And don't leave your house. And don't ever leave your house, <laughs> ever. <laughs> until then, have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.